0: Hey yo, welcome back uh, to Bourbon Boys, Uh, glad to be back and recording. This week we have Brad Bonds on, Brad Dusty Bonds, Uh, just wanted to give a quick shout out to Brad for coming on, Um, and if anybody wants to get in touch with him, you can get in touch with him at uh, b.bonds, B-O-N-D-S, at Corkandbottle.com. Uh, He does appointments only, so get in touch with him at that email address, and he will show you the dusties. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Bourbon Boys. This is Chad, your host. We got Tyler on Skype. Say what's up, Tyler.
1: Hey, what's going on, guys?
0: As a special guest, we have uh Brad Dusty Bonds with us.
2: How's everybody doing?
0: Uh Brad's here to talk to us about Dusty's and all his uh goings on he's got going this week. How you doing, Brad?
2: Hey. Fantastic, man. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh first of all, what's your uh you you've got a new situation going with cork and bottle where you have Dusties. what's the uh deal with that
2: pretty cool man uh really exciting um right now i am uh basically working on a vintage library and so we are aggressively uh purchasing and then also selling uh vintage uh, spirits so it's not just uh bourbon uh some rum and uh chartreuse and really just about anything but our focus obviously is bourbon um so been uh been hitting some some basements in Kentucky so
0: nice and what uh yeah. if somebody wants to get in touch with you uh to sell or buy what would that be what, what's the uh email uh, address
2: I'd say that you know the best route would be to email me um brad.bonds uh at corkandbottle.com and in fact, hold on one second, I might have messed up my email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, if you want to, like, I guess not or, or whatever, get that out of there, but it's b.bonds at corkandbottle.com.
0: All right, cool. Um, I to look that up. So what's your, it, my my first question is, when looking for dusties, what's your main, the main way you come up, upon them? I know a lot of people do a lot of hunting out in old stores.
2: Um, well, we try to then try to make some relationships with uh, estate sale companies and auction houses. Um, a lot of referrals, believe it or not. So, uh, you know, some of these older people that I'm dealing with, uh, they have buddies and uh, friends and family um, that kind of have the same thing, and they collected it together. So, you know, I make some good relationships, and uh, they basically refer me on to to the next guy. That's that's probably the best the best. Uh, you know, ref- the best way is the referral, obviously, but, um, we're always looking for new, uh, new customers. So
0: Tyler, you have a question?
2: Oh yeah. Well, you just took one of my questions. <laughs> for sure, yeah, I, I got a question.
1: Um, so, I mean, me personally, you and I have met a couple of times, um, we've done a barrel pick together once, but it's been a while since I've seen you. And the one thing I know, um, is you've always got, you know uh, a funny remark to say when anyone's talking about like um you know a, a new release or something that people are drinking right now and you always refer back to you know drink dusty and dusty this but i'm curious if there is something more care uh, like more current newer that you do like really enjoy something that's not oh. dusty man well
2: i i don't know uh a good question just about anything ed picks i would say uh
0: is is just fantastic um you know other than that um i need man. a butt i need a butt kissing uh little thing to right. play right
2: now so i you know i don't know i don't even know what to say there uh the ok store pick and bottle just did um, as a collaboration, uh, was just fantastic, um, you know, for newer bourbon. Uh, but I think my taste lies with with the the BIB and the bottled and bond. So,
0: did you have the ten year old OKI? They did.
2: You know, it's been a while. I, I believe I have, but I've you know I, okay. I forget. So the obviously the twelve years, you know, uh, just on my head, just because we just picked that one. But uh, no, I had the ten. I just I
0: forget. Um, you know what it tasted like. So um, many pores and so little brain cells. Yeah. One, I mean. <laughs> uh, okay, I got a question.
1: You were a part of that pick that he did with the Bourbon Boys? No, I was not. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, I, I must have misunderstood you there for a minute.
2: No, I, I mean, I got to try it before, uh, you know, everybody before it got released, I guess you'd say, but, um, but no, I wasn't actually there. Oh, okay. Well, that's still nice. Did you have another
1: question, uh, TJ? Uh, Let's see here. Uh, God, I hate to get into such a big question right away, but uh, what about, uh, you know, your favorite all-time? Not your favorite, you know, top couple, but if someone puts a gun to your head, your favorite Dusty of all time.
2: You know, um, my all-time favorite – Whew. That's, that's, there's so yeah. many good ones. Um, yeah. and, uh, you know, what comes to the top of my head is like a 1950s, uh, James E. Pepper, uh, just so, so balanced, uh, sweet and spice. Um, I, you know, the last time I had one of those open, it didn't last long. So, um, <laughs> yeah, if you, if you haven't had it,
0: uh, you know, just try to find it, but I don't even have one of those right now. So
2: I'm on the search.
0: All right, um, go ahead. What what were you going to say, Tyler? Nothing, I was just
2: going to say,
1: I don't know where, in God's name, I would ever find a port of that unless I was uh, hanging out with you, so I need you to get on that. (laughs) (laughs)
2: I'll let you know, man, I'm always uh, looking for that stuff, so that's, it's um, just unbelievable, so, um, you know, just like a dusty old makers, they just don't make it like they used to.
0: I know Uh, Ed loves the makers.
2: Oh yeah, that's his favorite.
0: Um, so I know you work at Cork and Bottle now. What were you doing before Cork and Bottle?
2: So before, uh, man, for ten years I was actually a Verizon business rep. Oh. Um, so selling, you know, selling, hitting the pavement, selling them cell phones uh, anywhere I could. And uh, the past couple years before going to Cork, I was actually selling cars at uh a bmw dealership so um i've i guess i've always been around high-end product uh <laughs> you know the, the dusties it's uh kind of the same you know it's a it's a high-end um it's not they're typically not cheap you know so it goes hand in hand and it's all about i think uh making relationships you know on, on both ends really buying and selling
0: and uh how did you meet ed
2: how did i meet ed uh just Man, going to uh, just went up to the liquor store and I actually took a Dusty up there with me. Uh, I, fr- I forget exactly what it was, but I took it up there and, um, you know, shared it with him. And uh, I don't think Vince was even there yet and uh, shared it with uh, the manager at the time
0: and uh, just kind of a match made in heaven after that. So, Calory, did you have something you wanted to say?
2: No, no, no. I'm just listening, man. Okay. Letting,
1: letting, letting uh, the Dusty King talk. <laughs>
0: So, if there was one pour that you had to remember, your first first Dusty pour that got you 100% hooked on Dusty's, what would that be?
2: Man, um, you know, Old Charter, uh, just some fantastic uh, juice, uh, spe- you know, especially from the 80s, um, just so the easy The 101? To- yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Well, I like them all, you know, even the 86 and the 90 proof, but yeah, I mean... If you can get the one oh one dusty, yeah, that's uh it's amazing. So um, just it's almost like uh, you can, you know, mow your yard and that's kinda what you finish with instead of a cold beer, you know, some old charter. <laughs> <laughs> In the brand bond world at least. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: So that was the first dusty pour that got you one hundred percent hooked on dusty's.
2: I, yeah, man, I mean, uh, that, you know, National Distillers, obviously, okay. uh, with the butterscotch, um, you know, some some old Taylor, and old granddad, uh, just, I mean, what else do you need, mm. you know?
0: The Mongols love the stuff I brought to them from your, uh, that you gave me when I was up there last time, too, by oh, the way.
2: So, Bonham Williard?
0: Yeah, and the, uh, oh, yeah. and the decanter, they love uh, uh, early time stuff. Oh,
2: yeah. No, that's so underrated. Um, you know, bang for your buck. If you can get some early times, uh, just that's another one. Uh, a good bottle of early times from the 70s and 80s, man. It, uh, it's another one, just unbelievable. So, Chad, did you get that uh, that benchmark, the 78 mid-
1: benchmark
0: from him too? No, they they opened it up the night after that. That I couldn't come over. Uh,
1: ah, yeah, that was super fucking tasty.
0: Yeah, they they. Uh, They hoard me out on that one. My my birth year (laughs) bottle, I couldn't get any of.
2: Oh man, well we'll have to. It's kind of a tough year, but we can we can find something for you.
0: Appreciate that. Uh, (laughs) If you had to put a top ten of cork and bottle releases, what would it be? Man, you know that's probably a better question for Ed. To be honest with you. it wouldn't be one. I'd say they were all one
2: Would probably be the baldy, too, for me, just for um, being a part of the actual bottling process of it. I, I had no idea um, how hard it was, uh, you know, just to put bourbon in a bottle and put a label on it. And then obviously the wax, and that got a little crazy. But, um, you hmm. know, really just put in perspective to me, you know, what goes in. And, and really to get it to the bottling stage, that that's only. Five five or 10% of the process, you know, so um, I wasn't even there for the other part of it. So uh, that really sticks out for me as the the Baldy two pick. Um, I wasn't there for the one. I know you were on the one. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, other than that, would be Ed's 41st. Uh, That was a blast. Fucking dynamite. Wow. Always going down to Turkey, um, you know, Jimmy and Eddie. And that's better than any um, distillery for me. So.
0: Yeah, I just went on my first I wild figured, turkey pick that. last week, or a couple weeks ago, with uh, bluegrass, and that was it. that was definitely a little bit different than most you go on.
2: Yep, they, we usually find it. It seems like uh, Ed picks a dusty kind of turkey while he's down there. Well,
0: that's because so. he has a cot upstairs at uh, at the distillery. <laughs> yeah, he with definitely gets special uh,
2: treatment there. He has a jar full of change yeah. ready to go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he was using washers at bourbon 30 the first time i believe
2: gotcha so it evolved
0: (laughs) yeah he got a little fancier with the change so when you decided to do this uh dusty situation you're doing now what was the the switch that flipped that you were like we've got to do this this is a great idea
2: once the law fully passed um you know back I think it was last spring really they came out and said you know January 1st the law is going to change and it's going to be legal to do this um that was basically right when I was kind of reaching out to Cork and Bottle and Ed and you know they seemed like they were one of the only ones that wanted to uh to test the waters really mm-hmm. so I know up in northern Kentucky at least nobody else is really trying to do it so you know I, I thought it was a good fit for me and so really from last spring, just moving forward, I kind of knew that eventually that I would be, um, you know, hunting hunting in people's basements. So that's a full time job.
0: If, uh, if in case some people are listening, the the ten people that might listen to this, in case they're listening and don't know what the law was that changed, can you let everybody know mm-hmm. what that is?
2: Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's pretty easy. Um, if you're a liquor store or a bar. In Kentucky, you're, you're legally able to purchase uh, vintage spirits from anybody. And, and to make that legal, um, each basically what I do is each month I make a list of uh, the, the people I got it from. So we have to put their name down. We have to put their address down and the bottle uh, of what I got from them and the date. And then I have to send that to the ABC um, each month. So really, uh, that's, that's all the process is, um, is just, uh, you know, you ha- you just have to be a, a liquor establishment basically with a, with a license and you're able to do this. So, you know, I think, I think most people just don't, um, know as much about it. Maybe, I don't know, because you'd think more people would be trying to do it, which it's fine with me, you know, the, the, <laughs> the least amount of people, the better, I guess. But, um. But yeah, no, it's 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 been a lot of fun, man. I mean, the the law was the, the main the main thing. It's like, you know, right when that changed, I was on I was on board.
0: Seems like, uh, seems like, people probably don't want to put in the work that it would take to actually go out and find the bottles, and then have to report it to the ABC every month. That might be the main uh, barrier for entry.
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's scary, like, if you don't know what you're looking at, you know, as far as the main thing with these older bottles is the fill level, you know, the tax strips are still intact, uh, where it was kept, you know, if it was kept in a, a closet or if somebody put it in their window, you know, and it got sun all day. So you just,
0: if you don't have, you know, an eye for that, then you could be buying basically garbage, you know, so you're,
2: you really have to just uh, know what you're looking at.
0: So this is a question I ask everybody. How did you get into bourbon, period? Did you start with Dusties, or did you start with just you, makers? You know,
2: I, I kind of did start with Dusties. Interesting. Um, my parents got married in 75, and so, you know, back in the day, that was the thing to do is at weddings and really Christmas and whatever, you gifted alcohol. So they had some, you know, 1975 makers and turkey and, I'm not even sure what else, but I think by the time I was 15 or 16, uh, my buddies and I had had polished all that off. So I had no idea that I was drinking, you know, the good stuff uh, back in the 90s. Um, <laughs> so. Damn, if you would have known. Damn, what you know now. Exactly. Yep. So and they're all filled, I think, with water at my parents' house still, and my mom uses them to make, you know, bourbon slushes, though, that are basically just watered down food coloring. So.
0: <laughs> so that means you've been in you've been in the bourbon scene for 10 years um
2: i mean heck man i i've been you know not limited editions and pappies and that kind of thing but i mean really ever since i was in my early 20s like i liked bourbon you know a lot um i think probably my go-to just about like anybody was like a makers or you know, uh, a Blanton's was like, or Booker's or something like that was a little bit of a treat, you know, maybe uh, 15, 20 years ago. Um, which now it's kind of just whatever, I guess. But um, so, but yeah, I'm, I'm more of a, st- a snob now, that's for sure, when it <laughs> comes to bourbon.
0: So, how has the bourbon explosion taken you uh, by surprise, or did you sort of expect it to come like this?
2: You know, that's probably why I'm doing what I'm doing. I got frustrated, you know, the, to get a good bottle, you had to sleep in a parking lot of a liquor store. <laughs> and then even then, you know, the next day, um, you know, you, you still might be the, the last one in line that didn't get something. So just more frustrating than anything. Um, you know, I, before I was a cork and bottle, just going to estate sales here and there and just trying to, uh, you know, tell friends and family, like, Hey, ask your friends and family if, if they have any older stuff. And, you know that that was a lot more fun for me than, uh, you know, sleeping outside in 20, twenty thirty degree weather um, to maybe get a bottle. You know,
0: yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. I've heard some pretty I've heard some pretty cool
1: stories about uh, about some things that have gone at TPS on those
2: stakeouts. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, basically tailgating for for a Bengals game but to get a bottle. <laughs>
0: So what's the weirdest or strangest story you have with going to somebody's house or acquiring Um, a bottle?
2: That's a good question. Yeah. In fact, within the past six months, uh, I was in a guy's house, um, basically in Northern Kentucky, and he was a part of a beam club back in the day. So the the head of the beam club, get this, told all his members to – basically you could pour your bottle out and that your bottle will be worth the same if it's full or if it's empty. So this gentleman proceeded to, he didn't drink either. He poured out about 3000 bottles of bourbon. And so he had, um, maybe 10 full bottles and 2,999 empties in his basement, like as a shrine. Um, so that was, (laughs) I don't know. I was kind of mind blown that, uh, that somebody would tell somebody to pour them out, but, that's another reason why they're worth more today. It's like baseball cards, you know. Uh, people's moms threw, threw them away and people put them in tires and made noisemakers with them. And that's why your Mickey Mantles are worth money, you know? Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> so you, would you say beam decanters are probably the most easily accessible, dusty? Yeah, I mean, if.
2: If you were collecting back in the 70s or 80s and you went to a liquor store, you wouldn't grab, you know, a regular bottle of Old Grandad to take home and keep as, you know, a treasure. You would buy that beam car or, you know, some kind of crazy glass decanter and you're going to put it on your fireplace and look at it for 50 years, basically. And, you know, people didn't have an idea that there was lead inside those, I think, Mm -hmm. back then because, you know, lead was in paint. It was in just about anything. Um, so now it's, it's the opposite, you know, people kept what's not worth anything and they didn't keep
0: what everybody wants to drink. So I've got a whole set of those trains myself.
2: (laughs) You and everybody else.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So is there one really cool story you have of a, of a dusty that you have in there? I know I, I came to your spot. So I'm kind of thinking of one particular, uh story you told me about a guy that had giant jugs of liquor. <laughs> yeah, just recently actually we uh
2: got put in touch with a gentleman uh who passed away, I guess, in the sixties, and he was a pharmacist mm-hmm. back in the early nineteen hundreds until the sixties. So he was given, you know, three gallon jugs and that kind of thing to dose his patients. So uh, we got two cartboy, three gallons, got some uh, chartreuse, I think from the 20s, uh, bottle of Old Mallory, um, I think from the early 1800s, uh, lit, or, I'm sorry, late 1800s, early 1900s, um, but, but yeah, just uh, hearing his daughter, um, you know, tell us stories about her being in the pharmacy, you know, back when she was little and um, it was just really neat, you know, hearing about it, so um it's crazy that she kept it for all these you know all these years and she's i want to say in her 90s now um so uh but yeah it's it's crazy what's out there i I think we've only tapped into one or two percent of what what's still out there it's you know there's hopefully going to be many years of uh of hunting to come so
0: yeah, it's uh that was one of the more that's why I'm glad I, I'm glad you uh told that one cuz that was super interesting to see the giant jugs of this where they just dil- they gave it out as as medicine out of these giant yep. jugs and they weren't small bottles they put it in small bottles but there's no labels on it just a little sticker that tells what's what's in it and that's yeah. it.
2: It's only as good as, you know, her word saying what she thought her dad did. You know, so um, so who knows until we open it up, I guess.
0: <laughs> um, tally you got I, any other questions? I have, to, I
1: have something to – go ahead, Jay. Go ahead. No,
0: I was asking if you had any questions. Uh, I was going to
1: say – you know, while we're talking about some of these whiskeys that are over 100 year old, 100 years old, and stuff like that, mm-hmm. as far as like with the experience that you have with dusty's and older bottles, how how long, and just in your opinion, and from what you you know learned and, and experienced, uh, once a bottle is opened, you know, what's like a bottle? Have you ever had a bottle that's been open 35
2: years and it still tastes fucking phenomenal? Yeah, you know, just you know a, just it's for. It's awesome you asked this question. So I've been given. Uh, Oh, man. Within, within the past six months, a gentleman gave me a half gallon that his dad maybe took a sip or two out of, and they sealed it back, you know, immediately. And I think he drank it back in the 70s. And I mean, this thing's still, still holding its own, you know. Uh, wow. Whiskey's really weird. Um, I, I personally have opened newer bottles, or even, you know, like a dusty bottle or whatever, and uh, within uh, a couple weeks or six months or whatever, it's totally changed from what I remembered it, uh, you know, if not on the slope down, you know, um, it's, it's really, really weird how, how stuff works. I don't know if that's like, it's, uh, the non-chill filter plays a part in that, or, uh, where they kept it in their house, you know, uh, so I'm sure you guys have experienced kind of the same thing. You've probably opened a bottle at some point and within six months, it's just not as desirable as what it was, uh, six months prior. You know, let alone you probably have other bottles that have been open for five or ten years that, you know, might still be, you know, going strong.
0: I don't have anything that's been open five or ten years. I've only been drinking <laughs> for about two. <laughs> You're uh, blowing through. So, you were actually, you led me into the question. You might have just answered it. Uh, a lot of people have their own theories about when you open a bottle, if it actually changes over time. And gets air to it. There's like Ed. Ed, I know, is a big proponent of the fact that it it opens up. And I know Wade. Wade Woodard says that it doesn't. That's complete false. What What's your opinion? I I think I know if you just said it.
2: I think it changes, man. It's It's not the same day one. You know, I I like to revisit a bottle, especially like a week or two after um, that you've opened it up and you give it a week or two to just um, to change. So. Sometimes it changes for the better, and sometimes it doesn't.
0: So you actually think it goes? It can't be worse. It doesn't always get better.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, interesting. Yep. You know, more times than not, I think it gets a little bit better after it opens up. But you know, there's been times where, um, like, especially on some of these pre-pros that I've drank, you know, right when you crack it and take that sip, it's it's amazing. And then you visit it even a week or two later, and it's just not what you remembered it. Um, from just a couple weeks before so
0: is there any whiskey offhand that you can think that you know nine times out of ten gets better with with uh, opening air? occupation uh,
2: You know I, I'd say these barrel proof picks that are all coming out for me they just uh, I, I think they taste better a couple weeks
0: after they've kind of opened up a little bit. But it's just personal preference though yeah. It's all, it's all opinions, everything we're talking about, so there's no facts, no. <laughs> anything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tyler, did you have any other questions? Uh,
1: I don't know about anything specific. I'm sure I could think of something if I was. I'm just busy listening over here.
0: Well, we're at 26 minutes uh, now, so we need to, we'd like to squeeze out a few more minutes at least.
1: For sure. Um,
2: what's everybody drinking right now, guys? You guys all having a pour? Man, I'm just having some water after this weekend. <laughs> I'm having
0: Sobe Life Water. Don't tell my company. You
2: need, yeah,
1: you need to. And you need to invest in sparkling ice. Chad, Chad's taking over the sparkling ice game. <laughs> oh
2: you,
1: You've you you've got the Dusties. He's got the uh, sparkling ice, and I'm not sure what the hell I have, but
0: cheesecake.
2: <laughs> yeah, I got plenty of that.
0: Brad, uh, I gave Brad some mystery flavor when I was there at his uh, place last week. before last,
2: you know, I, I still haven't opened that.
0: Oh, and it gets better with uh, with uh, uh, oxygen.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> open it and wait two weeks. Huh? Yeah, it opens up.
0: You might lose some fizz, but it gets much better with oxygen.
2: There we
0: go. Uh, let's see. Who's the Chad, most...
1: drinking? I've got. I've got a uh, I've got a '72 cabin still. I thought I would drink a little Dusty while I was talking to, to Mister Dusty. They got me a New England IPA and a uh, little Spitzel Weller juice. So I'm uh, I'm doing you, well for man. myself. I'm proud of you. That's you and awesome. those
0: you and those New England IPAs. I, I, just, I know I love those fucking things. Who is the most interesting Brad? person you've met? Brad. Yes, sir. Who's the most interesting person you've met in all your your travels, as far as a distiller? Have you met most of the distillers?
2: Uh you know, not a not a bunch. Um, I you know really just uh, loved Eddie Russell, man. He, uh, it, it's just a blast hanging out there. It's just I haven't been to you know a ton of barrel picks, but the ones I've been on, I kind of hold Turkey is like. You know, on a pedestal. Um, They're the best. They're the best, no doubt. It, it really is. It's you know, just uh, and not to knock everybody else, but I just had the most fun there. I mean, he's he's like up in the Rick House, climbing, you know, climbing up, trying to make everybody happy to find that right barrel. Um, and it it just it shows you, like, once you've been there, it's nothing else really compares. Um, I I will say this though, I was in Asheville, uh, North North Carolina, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm and went to a uh, brewery out there and they actually had a slide so once you got in there to get to another part of the brewery you had to go down a slide and that was uh, that was a whole ton of fun
0: sounds dangerous
2: <laughs> that's different <laughs> and i have not seen any slides in any uh um you know places where bourbon's made but i guess that could maybe be bad you know so beer yeah, hit- liability.
0: <laughs> what was the name of the brewery you went to
2: oh man we went to like 11 different ones that that oh, okay. one was uh the one with the bike uh new uh
0: new new, Holland, new belgium new, oh, new belgium. belgium new belgium that's the new distillery there yep. then
2: yeah yeah A they're out of based out of colorado i believe
0: fort collins yeah interesting all right. Well, we're at uh, we're at thirty minutes. Tyler, did you have anything else?
1: Um, no, man. I appreciate. You. I really appreciate uh, you coming on here, Brad. Um, uh, thanks for dropping knowledge on us and whatnot,
2: and sharing, sharing right. your time with us. I appreciate it, man. There's so many more people more knowledge more knowledgeable than me, man. I'm I'm literally still learning every day. So, um, I, I appreciate the opportunity, guys, and. Look forward to you, you both being in town soon so we can actually see each other in person. So,
0: Brad, do you want to give us the address to Cork and Bottle uh, while we're on here? Yeah.
2: So uh, come see me at Cork. Uh, let's see here. It is uh, – <laughs>
0: hold
2: on one second.
0: <laughs> buttermilk Lane, I know that. Or Buttermilk Pie.
2: Buttermilk Pie. Butter, Pike, butter, butter, yeah, for sure. I, I'll have it here in just a second. No okay. problem. Five Five Eighty Four Buttermunk Pike, Crescentville, Crescent Springs, Kentucky. Um, so, or you can shoot me an email. dot yeah. Bonds at Cork uh, If you're coming into town or uh, you already are in town, I'd love to have you guys come by. So.
0: All right. Well, thanks for joining us.